Hi everyone, my name is Ads and you're listening to the Team Glasses podcast. This podcast has been super quiet for the past 18 months due to much of my time being taken up with the label, my own band, work life and family life. There's a bunch of current podcasts that cover Australian hardcore punk and DIY artists including Rewind Repeat podcast, My Age podcast, The Shane Oliver Experience, Forge Ahead podcast, Oblivious Maximus and The Shinfo Desmond podcast. If I didn't list your podcast, please send me a message and I'll be sure to check it out and give it a plug in the next episode. I do have a few new episodes in the works, but I've decided that this one needed to skip the queue as it is all very much ongoing and current to what is going on in Australia and the rest of the world right now. On Saturday, 6th of June 2020, I attended the Mianjin Black Lives Matter protests along with 30,000 others. There have been 432 deaths in custody in Australia since the Royal Commission in 1991, although None have ever been convicted. Before the march took place in King George Square, a number of a number of male and female people of colour spoke about their own personal experiences of systematic racism, police brutality, and losing loved ones. I had my Tascam recorder that I usually use for shows and band practice on hand at the protests, so I captured a number of those powerful speeches and I'd like to share them with you. The purpose of this is for those who were unable to attend, or even those who were in attendance but were unable to hear properly due to being too far up the back. So you can listen and learn. Thanks for turning up here and, and on this very, very important issue. My name's Stephen Collins Senior, and I'm part of this traditional owner group. But I want to thank you all for turning up here this morning. The Aboriginal people, the Torres Strait Islander people, the South Sea Islander people, the Pacific Islander people, African, Spanish, all migrants to this country. We thank you for playing up to
prepared for each other. We are honouring those who've gone before us. Those taken too quickly before their time. So I want to pay respects to them, their families, and I want to give honour. And we're also asking, um, yeah, I'm getting old as left, right, and centre here. It's a peaceful protest. We're going to care for each other. We're not
It's like that fellow was a sacrificial lamb for change for all of us, because look where we are. Look at the world, look at humanity. Look at how we see each other. In this country, we're considered fifth-rate citizens. In our own country, because everybody else can come here and walk free. Everybody else can come here and be free. I, do I use what people look at us? Do I use look at us? Do you look at us like we're heathens and savages still? After how many years you've been here? 200 years? humanity and how we view our fellow humans by how we look at each other we judge each other based on the way we look hey that we base each other on the shoes you wear the watch you got on your fucking wrist and your thing which i'm sorry for swearing you know but this is how we do we put each other in boxes and categories mate we're all guilty of it it's time for us to start looking at each other with a bit of compassion, with a bit of tolerance, and with a bit of respect, eh? All right, I'll, I'll leave you with one more thing. And this is a poem, this is a part of a poem by this Aboriginal activist who's passed on now, but his name was Kevin Gilbert. And this is an extract of a poem called Me and Jack O'Mari talking about land rights. And it's part of... Say... Where's it going? Sorry, I'm trying to think. Okay, this part goes. We're not fifth raiders. We're human. Except they keep up the crippling and hurt. Say, what is a word for us blacks now? Where are we going to turn? If you like the rest, Christ help us. I replied, men have died in less hope, brother. Land justice is our cause. Don't tremble at the sound of guns or cringe at thought of wars. Stand yourself up fiercely. Gather strength from all your grief and terrorise injustice if you must to cure the thief. And we'll stand there right beside you. Our land will blow applause. The big mouths too will join and lead and pens turn into swords. Our women with their eyes aglow, their suckling babes at breast, will march and burn and bleed and weep and win before we rest. Thank you. Thank you, Sister Nicole. Hi, y'all. My name's Dave, and um, my son was David Dunga, and he was taken along the Bay Jail. I've got eight children. Now I've only got seven. Junior was my first son. 
Rabbanim's Dangadi warrior. The blood runs through this country here too as well. So all these mob around here is your mob too. I stand proudly here today with my family beside me here. Also, all my other close family is close Roberts, Holtons, Tobys, Geary's, James, Graham's, Ruskis, Thompson, Sandy's, Mercy's, the Longs, and Bonds. They all stand beside me. They're all my family. And we're all suffering here. So is everyone else. There's too much of this systematic racism in these jails. Watch houses as well. Too many deaths and custodies. It's time for change. That's what we want. We need it. Not only for us, but for everyone. My son, he died over, over rice crackers. So they, they seem to think that he was a threat, not only his health, but to others when he was in the cell. He wasn't harming no one, he just had a day where he needed to vent. So they decided, five of them, go in to take those biscuits off him. They dragged him out of that cell. He was screaming, I can't breathe. Dragging him down the hallway to another room. And when he died, no one didn't want to take responsibility of him. They took his life. But now, it was their procedures that they're blaming. Just remember, it's a peaceful protest. Thank you. My two boys here, they're dancing with you, not the other. These are all these bloods in here. This is Jesus' blood, family. And they're gonna do a dance to farewell my son, right at this moment. Not only for Junior, but also for the other deaths and custodies in this country. And I also want to, I want my boys to dance for George Floyd as well. He's our brother now. Thank you.
My Malandali family, my Yukumbe family, my Wokwaka family, and also I stand up here for my Guomo family at West. And I stand up here today as we carry the pain of many of our people that have passed away at the hands of the white man, of the white system, for the police at the forefront of that. Our people have been fighting and resisting against these white people and their system since they started coming to our country. In our tribal way, our police, our police are our in-laws. We know where our people are. We know where our police are. We know that they can't treat us bad. Because we can treat them bad straight away back to them, and we don't. Because our in-laws are our police. That's our Ganges. They are our Ganges, what we call Gandhi. That's our tribal way. And it goes all across, all over Australia, same way. Your policeman is your in-law. We know our policemen. We don't know all these here coppers. They're not my policemen, we call them coppers, we call them dogs, we call them pigs, we call them scars, we don't know them. They're strangers to us. They're not policing our law, they're not policing the first law of this country here, our sovereign law. For a long time our people, my family, have been murdered. We go back to the frontier wars. We still want justice for Dundalee, who's hanged over here in Post Office Square. We want justice for Omelie, Mosquito, we want justice for Malpagara, all of our people, right up to now. Might be only four or four hundred since the Royal Deaths and Custody Commission or whatever they call it. But you can take that figure to probably four million when you look at all of our people that have passed away at the hands of coppers or armies, we're talking about massacres and genocide. It's all accountable from this. This is my father's brother here, Uncle Boney, a young, strong, proud African man, young Guri Murray man, a song man, a dancer. A proud man known throughout Sherbet, right down to Brisbane, all around. He was known for his staunchness, right? And the police know who we are, these copper dogs around here, because we walk around tall and proud. And we don't bow our heads down to no man. Right? And because of that reason, that's when they want to pick at us, right? That's when they want to pick at us, antagonize us. Right? They're the instigators. Right? Same way they instigated my uncle and all these brothers that were sitting down over there at Musgrave Park that day. 
when I chased him from Musgrave Park. And I chased him up the Browning Street over there in West End. And they bashed him. Put him into the put him into the paddy wagon. He was there dying in the paddy wagon with another one of my brothers there. Did they go straight to the hospital? Did they go straight to the back here to the watch house? No, they drove around for three or four hours. He was dead in the back of the paddy wagon for hours. He was driving around in Brisbane. We're still waiting for justice. We're still waiting for our black man justice. We want our payback. We want our customary law. We want things to face our spirits. To face our women with their no knowledge. That's what we want. That's our justice. When I open up a royal commission, I open up with our elders there. They still haven't consulted me or any of our family. I asked my father, have they consulted him about what happened with Uncle Bernie? No consultation. They didn't talk to any of our family about our trauma, about our pain. We need to have them in their body cams, in their desk cams or whatever they have. We need to make sure that they are working non-stop. Not to see in the cities, I'm talking about in the country towns. But I think they can get away with the sick war, I'm telling you. Little country towns like Kalamala and all these other little places out west. This is where I think they can get, get away with the shit. We want justice and we ain't going nowhere. We're not going nowhere, right? Like I said, get your knees off our people, right? We've always been here, all my family here, Jimmy, we'll always stand up, right? I'd like to say this, why do it take so many of you out here in the crowd too to come to one of these marches? Why do it take a brother over there, right? Rest in peace to that brother over there, that African-American brother, but why did it take someone like him to die over there for the rest of you to care about us here? Yeah. Hey, where was all of you when we gave you a marching for Kumagai? Walker, hey, where were you? We needed you then too. We need you all the time. Every time the shit happens, we need to gather like this all the time. Yeah. All the time. Not just one day a year, not just people support us in day to day. Whenever there's an injustice, we need to come together. We need to respect the suffering people of this land. That's what I'm going to say. I'm very disappointed with all our head of state, the Prime Minister. The premiers of each state, Northern Territory, New South Wales, Victoria, South Australia, there's probably only one that supported the rally. New South Wales did, but they went to court, the Prime Minister rang them and said, go to court, stop the rally. You think that was going to stop us? No man in the wide world. It didn't stop us from rallying. Same in Brisbane.
matter what, we are one people. We bleed the same. If we went to hospital and I'm, I'm on the next bed here and I say, what type of blood you are? Hey brother, if you're not indigenous person, what type of blood are you? You, take, you can take some of mine. That's what it's all about. You don't discriminate. If we discriminate, that's before they said, it's about looking at somebody with a, a, a Rolls on, on, uh, on the watch and you know, drive a Mercedes Benz and whatever. You know, we're categorizing people. We're doing it too often, too much. We need to stop that. And as I talked about before, because when we, when we bleed, we all bleed the same. You know? And look, I'm here for also from the 70s. All our elders that passed away, they would have been here, every single one of them. They would have been part of the smart. This smart would have been tripled. You know, all the people back then who passed away from then to now, I want to recognize and make sure that we acknowledge every single one of them. And there are a lot of them. A real lot of them are struggling. Not only in Brisbane, but right across the country. Right across the country. We need to acknowledge all these people. Chairman as well. So we all part of this humanity, and as people say. And look, um, as I said the other day, especially with the Brisbane blacks, we need to do something to recognize them people for what role with destined custody, even just uh, doing marches in the street. You know, people like Dennis Walker, Steve Van. Mev Riley, I can name a lot of people, you know, that's been a part of this, been a part of this uh, getting to today. And it had to take a, a, a person over, uh, I'm sorry to say, this, a black man in, in America to what the police has murdered him on the street for us to get this group of people here today. This, and as Mood said, this shouldn't have been a part of this. For years, we could have thousands and thousands of people at these marches. But when we get together, there's only probably an handful. And, and, and that's a shame. Okay. And when, and, you know, I talk about Captain Cook coming to this country. You know, he was an idiot. I said, what he, what he yeah. done? They all come from England. And they were, they were all pedophiles. They were all, uh, they were criminals themselves. And they came here, they came in, came here to Australia and look what they've done to us. Nearly decimated us. These are dickheads, man, I tell you. I'm angry, I'm very angry. But listen to everybody, for all walks of life. Thanks very much.
Sorry, you mob. We got. We appreciate everyone that's spoken here today. Appreciate it. But we're weary of time, and we're weary that we've shut this city down. So, means nothing. His life doesn't matter. 
He likes nice cars. So what's gonna happen one day when he's driving his car and some cop who has had a bad day decides that they don't like the sight of a big, broad-shouldered black man driving a nice car. Sometimes the best hope that I have for my father's life, for my brother's life, for my nephew's life, is that if and when they run into some sort of problem with the racist police, that there will be cameras there. We've seen so many videos of people being killed by police. What about the ones that are not on camera? Everyday racism is something that needs to be called out by everyone. Solidarity is not just a hashtag. So what are you going to do when we're not trending anymore? Are you going to call out everyday racism? Are you going to call out corporations and people making millions off of the backs of traditions and symbols and Tamaki to come up, make himself ready. We have Martha! Give it up! My name is Martha Kamara and I will be speaking on behalf of the African community today. mean to me? If you'd have asked me this question a decade ago, a simple-minded me would have been like, it means my skin color is black. Standing up here at 20 years of age, I can tell you that she was indeed right. However, being black is so much more than just my skin color. I beheld the embodiment of utter beauty and the intelligence, the epitome of creativity and diligence. All of this locked within the simple black body. Every single one of us gathered here today are tired of 
not dead people. Again, I mean, I'm so excited to be around a country, the beautiful land of our indigenous brothers and sisters. We are in a beautiful country that has got beautiful people that have allowed an African black man like myself to be here and stand in front of you today. A few days ago, for the first time in my life, I've been here for 20, 20 years. I came as an IT student, you know, I thought I was smart, I was studying IT, but I had an opportunity. But a few days ago, I had the first opportunity to sit down with my indigenous elders and my indigenous brothers and sisters at Musgrave Park. You know, I have not seen my elders. I came here, my dad passed away when I was 12. I came here to study. A year later, my mama passed away. So, if I don't have any elders in my life, if I don't have any brothers and sisters in my life, who am I gonna look up to? And when I sat down a few days ago and had our elders talking, it reminded me that the messages they were talking about are the messages that my elders back in Zimbabwe used to talk about. And I thank you for that, for accepting me. Because you know what? We are together. When I was nine years old, Nelson Mandela was released in prison. I was nine years old. Kids, are you listening? That was on the 11th of February. 1990, and I was nine years old. At that age, I had seen so much happening around Southern Africa. I also watched TV to know what was happening, you know, Leslie, in your country back in America. At that age, Nelson came out of jail, and you know he was in jail for 27 years, six months, and six days. I knew that I was nine years old. I've seen so much hurt as a young man watching all these movies, learning about Steve Biko, all our liberation struggle, all our freedom fighters who are fighting for the same thing we are fighting today. Yeah! They talked about apartheid. That's what they called it over there. Apartheid. Segregation. We look at what's happening to our brothers and sisters in America, it is the same thing. They've just been hiding it and hiding it. Oh, hold up. 
here in Australia, when I've been listening to my brothers and sisters telling me about the 430 people that, our brothers and sisters that died in custody. And yet, our pyramid is saying, we don't have those problems in Australia. You know what? And I know it's been a very, very stressful week for all black people and all white people that are here fighting this message. We are one together. It's been a stressful week. It's been a very stressful week. And the most important thing, like I had the elders saying, okay, we have to come together, we have to get to know each other, we have to know what businesses, what everybody else within our communities is doing so we support each other as black people and white people all across here in Australia. One thing is for sure, we have to address and teach these kids and remind them that black is beautiful. We gotta start taking the lessons to the kids. My black community, my indigenous community, we are black anyway. And all the white people that are here, when the kids are at home, you gotta start teaching them. I was nine years old, my daddy was gone, but my father and my mother taught me how to respect other people. And you gotta start that at home. And when you start it at home, you're teaching all these young children, and then that, we know what racism is. They can talk about it. Our kids won't get bullied in schools. We gotta have these discussions. It was stressful on social media, and people were saying, oh, we don't know what racism is. And people were saying it doesn't exist. But let me tell you something. If your skin has never been a target, you will never understand. Looking cool, 
no trouble with nobody. And because this message that we're carrying today is not just for Black Lives Matter, it's just now that we gotta keep on moving because like Nelson Mandela said, it's a long walk to freedom. Thank you. Oh, my God. 
for a long time. Um, you know, he's been patient in his fight for justice. Uh, so we should be patient for him. So give it up one more time. Thank you, Papua. Black people of the world unite. That's what we have to do. I'm not talking about a violent revolution, but I am talking about a revolution. And that black change must come. We have been waiting for that change. And we see it drip by us every year like a virus that we dodge. Like we dodge police every day and every night. Our children have to walk with fear, stand at the lights and try to cross. And there's always someone saying, go back to where you belong. That's what we wanted. We want to go back to our homelands, away from your oppression, discrimination, and aggression. We will not continue to allow you to take away our basic human rights and fundamental freedoms. That is my God-given right, and there is a sovereign right in this country that has not yet been recognised. And that it means that it is a white problem, not a black problem. You're going to have to talk to your relatives. You're going to have to educate your relatives. We are educating our traditional knowledge holders. Here they are. They're the young ones today. Like the one we got back yesterday who was stolen by children's services. And we got a child back for the Gumarai Nation. My daughter has continued to help the fight with the mother and the father. That child was born 11 weeks ago. On the day it was born, it was taken by the white establishment. Can we get genocide is stopped? Convince me that genocide in this country is going to stop. If you want the true humanity, my brother spoke of a humanitarian, of a brave fighter, a good fighter, who was killed by the police in the back of the van before they put him in the jail and tied him up, just like Brother Pat in Western Australia, Steve Biko. And we say, Steve Biko, we say Nelson Mandela, we say Charlie Perkins and we say Dennis Walker. We say Mick, Mick Miller and Clara Grogan. We say rise up. We ask for that spirit to grow in all of you. For they were the men and the women who continue to fight for your basic human rights and fundamental freedoms. 
and your government continues to deny them by avoiding their obligation to maintain the international conventions, the covenants and the rights of all people. It is now our opportunity to show your leadership that you are going to become in the future. You will stumble, you will fall, and they will fight against you. But you, like the spirit in you now, must be maintained. You will become a brother and a sister. You will become the friend of the Aboriginal. We don't want a, a friend who is going to lead us down the path and skirt around the reindeer shoes. We are not looking for no more compromises. So if you have got that in your mind, forget it. Because the real survival is, is how do we live together? How are we going to do that? That's one way of getting to it, my brother, but you better have power. You have to have self-governance. That's what we want. We want to go back to our homelands. We want nothing to do with your laws unless you pick them, sticks them up and making us believe that it is a society worth walking into because we want to walk back out with what knowledge we have to help the rest of the people. And I say to you all today, thank you so all very, very much for being here. I've seen your brothers and your sisters and your mothers and your fathers and your grandfathers fight against the apartheid. I've seen them fight against the Vietnam War. Today you've got a big project that you are all now going to have to commit to because it's for the children of the future. It is for the land, every plant, every fish that swings and every bird that flies. We have to maintain this land for these people. Pass on our knowledge to these young men and women here who are the traditional owners. They become our knowledge holders. They will be our wise ones. They will be the ones who will govern our communities under Aboriginal laws, customs, traditions and belief systems. You need to recognise that we are civilising the civilization that has existed for a hundred thousand years and more. We are tired of your science and your technology. We want you to stand with us and we will walk together today, even though thousands walked over the Story Bridge in Sydney some years ago. Now what? It wasn't enough. It wasn't enough to move that white parliament. So, organise. Down from the ground, from out of the school, from out of the community, all the way back up, all the way up. Find your place and your purpose inside your struggle for human rights.
I want you to have a look around. Look somebody in the eye that you don't know and say hello. When we leave here today, when we leave here today, this is just the start. It's a start. And as all the other speakers have said, it's a long way to go. Before we go, I want to tell you, it takes more courage to follow and listen and have faith than it does to lead. You showed courage. Every one of you that came here showed courage.
unless you get a win. And when we take the point, you don't finish until you win. And if we take this to the elections in September, we take it. And you think about the courage of the people in Sydney today. Ask yourself, would you have the same courage? When we go, as I said, when you go home to your suburbs, whether it be Nala, Balmoral, Beanley, Anywhere. Your challenge is to take the conversation and shove it down the fucking redneck's neck. Yeah.